Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ramble. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number two of our sex series. August is hot. August is hot, and we're going to be doing different episodes of... Um, we're we're gonna have an expert on we're, that's gonna be answering questions about sexual health. A sexpert. A sexpert. Nice. You're kind you of are, you're kind you of a sexpert. Yeah, proclaimed sexpert. We wanted to get someone who's very like sex positive, and we we're like, who better than my very good friend Kelsey? Hi again. <laughs> Thanks for having me back, especially Hi for this again. dirty, down dirty. Of course, <laughs> we. I, Kelsey was just on. I wasn't at. I wasn't on during that episode, but it was the rom com special, and you guys dabbled into a little bit of sex parties and things like that. Um, so we wanted to have you back on. And then before that, we had you on during like 2020. Like yeah, it was a long time ago. Oh, yeah. It was a long time ago. Yeah. I like hanging out. We're all friends, off yeah. life, off thread. So we talk like this just most of the time. Anyway. Yes. So this is always fun when we get to put it out for the world. Exactly. I mean, you gave everyone a teaser before and they just wanted more. Exactly. Yeah. They wanted more. Anytime I have questions, Zach and I, Zach soft pitch. She's like, you and Kelsey should do a podcast called Crude in the Prude where you ask questions. <laughs> yeah. And then Kelsey's like, listen, listen, listen. I would l- honestly. Honestly, it's just a 30 minute call and advice yeah. from the crude and the prude. I would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Why aren't they pitching that? I don't know. All right. Well, I think, I think she we'll just get did. into it. Yeah. I think she just yeah. did. Okay, great. <laughs> this is it. If you want to buy it, sell it. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to do my best not to be just a dirty little trash whore monster today. Oof, but that's, that's kind of why you brought me, right? Yeah. This is a safe space. Okay. Okay. Good. So we asked our audience to submit questions mm. that we will be asking you. Can't wait. But and first, how have you been? Yeah, oh yeah. God. Let's do Since a little catch last. up. I don't What's know. Been going on? What What's happened? What happened? Um, really exciting stuff. Been working on. A lot of people know me as just like an obnoxious social media person. <laughs> you are not Which obnoxious. Kind of. That's why we love you. Yeah, you are. But like, I've been working behind the scenes ooh. on some documentaries, mm-hmm. and one just exciting. sold, which is really <gasps> exciting. Which that's, won't whoa. come out until oh, September. Kelsey, so, Kelsey, that's yes. soon. I know there will be more info soon, but that's been really exciting, taking ooh. up a lot of my time, and then you know just podcasting with the boys. Yeah, just loving life, hanging with my dog, mm-hmm. hippies, hippies. So Hip with a baby on Instagram. Follow us. <laughs> really excited to talk about sex. Let's be real. Yes. <laughs> How are yes. you? Amazing. Oh, good. Oh, so great. So fun. Living life. How was Sacramento? Life. Summertime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Eugene got an award recently in Sacramento Happy for Pride. being gay. Yeah. Yay. It's like a gay visibility award for doing stuff for the community, Yay. for the LGBTQ IA community. So it was fun to go. And I'd never been to the state capitol before. So it was, he was being recognized by the state assembly and senate. Oh my God. There's actually two different ceremonies. And of course, he wore like a crazy long train outfit. So he's like walking down the aisle. Mm -hmm. It was very like gay marriage esque. Yes. And on the same day that they were giving the awards, they also enshrined the right to same-sex marriage yes. in the state constitution. Wow. So it was like That's very amazing. fitting. Yeah. So it was really cool. Oh, it was really fun. Yeah. 
And I they were honoring that. a lot of other people that day too. Really cool. Like Valentina, oh, the drag queen from yeah. RuPaul's Drag Race was there. <gasps> and uh, Sister Roma from the Sisters of Impetual Indulgence. Yes, good. They're mm-hmm. getting more visibility. Yeah, so it's really good. fun. Oh, good. That's yeah. amazing. Did you guys celebrate all together afterwards? Like the nominees? Not the nominees, the yes. awards. Yeah, they had like a little, who... you know, they had, after the ceremony, they had a little get-together reception dinner thing. Cute. Is Eugene running, running for president? Yeah. Yes, he's now going to join. <laughs> the gays. Yes, exactly. Well, first governor. He got to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got to make Baby his way. steps. No, he was like, after that, he was thinking like, okay, I don't think I could ever do Public office. It's hard. Public office because it's so slow. And like even in the assembly, um, because, you know, they all give like speeches and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, it's like mm-hmm. just like you see on TV, mm-hmm. like all these really great ones, like in support from all the different caucuses and stuff. And then one man like stood up and was like, I don't like PDA, blah, 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 Oh, blah. my God. Can you boo at the... I, so I was like, I really wanted to boo, but I didn't want to get kicked out because they have very strict rules for their people watching. I feel like there's bigger problems in the world besides PDA. Well, it's, That's true. It's a distraction right? tactic. All of yeah. this is distraction tactic so that they can slowly take away rights of women and minorities. Exactly. It's like, that's what it all is. Yeah. So after that, he was like, I wouldn't be able to handle that type of opposition. You know, it's so, yeah. so dumb. There's no thought behind it. No. Right. So... Um, it's the power to the people and your voting matters. So vote. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Please vote. Yes. Exactly. Very cool. So fun. Yeah. Maggie, what about you? What have you been up to? Yeah, I've Maggie, been so what boring. have you been up to? I've been so boring. I've just been um, doing a lot of house organization right now. Nice. Yeah. Spring cleaning is kind of late for me this year. It's a kink. Other than that, we're good. We're yeah. Gucci. Yeah. Good. You guys having a lot of sex? Yes. Sex all day, all night. <laughs> I feel like that's such an Maggie. invasive question. And they found like studies have shown that most people lie about the answer to that question. Really? And then also what they found How do they is lie? that they usually double it. And <gasps> then double. They usually double their answer. And then they've also found that amount of sex does not correlate to a healthy or happy relationship. Huh. Really? Well, that's yeah. true. Or like sex per week, a number, a, mm-hmm. a perfect number doesn't exist essentially. Huh. Yeah. Is it just very on couple to couple? Yeah. Or, totally okay. personalized, Aww. specific. And it's also like what even is sex? And it's like queer people are being finally introduced into these surveys. Did you mm-hmm. know they, they didn't even have to include women in medical research until 1993? I'm legally. not shocked by that. That's crazy. I know. I thought you were going to say like 63. No. 93. 93. They didn't have to include women in medical research. Wild. Oh. That's crazy. Because, I mean, women make up more. Th- I'm going to say more, but yeah. I'm not actually. I don't know if that's based in fact. We are more than half the population. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's like we were definitely taking women-based medications. I was going to say all the medications and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's wild to me. That's crazy. I know. Um, so going back to your history, like how were you? Did you ever get like a talk about the birds and the bees? Why do they even call it the birds and the bees? Mm. Um, like what was your experience when you were younger yeah, I, with sex. I feel like I grew up very double life, like very Hannah mm. Montana. And now I can say those things because we did Hannah Montana on the Guilty Pleasure. And you pleasures. now know the reference because you now did get it before. <laughs> you now get it. Stop. I did it before. Stop. Um, where I was like, I would go, I was raised really religiously mm. in a Southern Baptist community, but okay. not like in my family necessarily. Oh. It was more just like a community. And so I would go to church 
and you were taught like definitely being gay is wrong and definitely fucking before marriage is wrong. Yeah. And then I went to public school in Florida and had an older sister. And so then I was like a slut. Exposed <laughs> to everything else. Yeah. yeah. So for a while I was living this dual life. And of yeah. course I feel like I learned about sex through the church, which is like Wait. so ass backwards. You're like the church is talking about it or the other yeah. people at church. No. <laughs> like the other kids at church. You know what I mean? Very valid question because yeah. church kids are horny as fuck. Yeah. Um, no, it was always about like premarital sex. It was oh. like, why are, what is sex? And then like, it's, why are you making it such a big deal? Yeah. They were definitely talking about it before I think was appropriate for mm-hmm. kids to talk about it. And I say appropriate for casual sex to be talked about, gotcha. not to learn about sex. I don't think you can ever be too young to start learning about sex yeah. in your body and yeah. consent and mm-hmm. autonomy and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, was a late bloomer amongst my friend group, but that was very early still. Kelsey, for a the late rest bloomer? Of life. <laughs> Whoa. The country standards. Whoa. I think I just had a big old bunch of sluttys love friends. No. Uh, who experimented very early, yeah. but I did learn later on in life once I understood about like what sex was and sexuality that I actually had sex with women before I ever even kissed a boy in oh. high school. What? So I was experimenting and like being with women wow. as a bisexual person. Yeah. Way before I quote lost my virginity quote, which we all know is a made up term and virginity is contract. So that was like kind of fun to unpack and huh. recognize <laughs> later on in life. And but, did it start yeah. as something was like, ooh, I'm interested in you? Or was it like, I've never kissed a boy like yeah of course it was was like like, exploration truth or dare exploration let's practice for guys and then it was like we had one Smirnoff ice and we'd be like (laughs) I'm so fucked up what if we made out (laughs) we all just were so fucking horny and I think you know it, it felt good and we were like we're not supposed to feel good with each other. We're supposed to feel good with boys. And it's like, that was so Mm. limiting and constricting. And so I think a bunch of us kind of repressed Repressed it or pushed it away. Mm -hmm. Um, But I never really had trouble calling myself bisexual or identifying with it. And Mm. I think originally it felt very like pick me behavior from a girl where it was like, I make out with girls sometimes. And it still felt like, men saw it as performative and it Mm. wasn't until I really like left my hometown and moved to New York city that I got to see like queer people just like living and existing that I was finally like, okay, I feel like I can be this person and not feel ashamed or, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. accused of something or another being too much or too attentiony or too greedy or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, and that was when I was like 17 17. Yeah, when I moved to New York. You moved to New York at 17. I know. It was wild. But I think that's the power of visibility, right? Just seeing people who you don't even know who you identify with and then you see it and then you realize like, wow, that's me. Yeah, those are my people. They exist. And like not everyone is as lucky and I totally get that. But like even now with the power of social media, putting it on your feed, like following queer hashtags, following queer people. I was like, oh my God, like. I wish I could have grown up now with that, like with how out we are yeah. and the visibility, because even from now, from fucking 10 years ago, yeah. it's so completely different. Yeah. So it's just, I like the direction we're headed, but we're also still not far enough. Yeah. Yeah. How has your relationship with sex like changed from uh, 
Ah. When you were then to now. Right? What a good question. Because yeah. I was terrified that my life was always going to be based in shame. Like growing up around really? the church. Yeah. Like Absolutely. Being, well, church is very shame based. Yeah. Yeah. And like also being a woman when I, when I was with men, that there was like that patriarchal chokehold, no pun intended, of yeah. like <laughs> men do this, women do this, we're seen as this. Everything's rooted in fear. Yes, and like, do I deserve orgasms? Do I deserve pleasure? Like I literally got it tattooed on me because I was like, I never ever want to go back to that place of um. not feeling like sex is not meant to be enjoyed mm -hmm. that it's not right. supposed to be fun funny like how silly is sex sex is so silly we're literally <laughs> putting parts in and around each other like it's there's lots so of fun sounds goofy. yeah it's goofy. yes and <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't until i started to see sex like in i hate to say more casual because that makes it sound like it's not special for people and i mm -hmm. think it needs to be for some people mm -hmm. but when i started to see it as like and this is going to be real casual, so I'm sorry. But when I started to see sex kind of like a handshake with someone, like sometimes it's mm. awkward. Like sometimes you shake yeah. your hand this way, but like when you when it feels right and it feels good, it's it's a good sturdy handshake, you yeah. know? <laughs> and I started to see like people differently and like people I never thought I would sleep with. I started sleeping with those kinds of people. And now when I'm, I'm so sexually explorative and so pro sex and I think it still freaks people out which to mm -hmm. me is just like I can't yeah go can't backward really, exactly I just think like I wish more people knew that sex can be this way mm -hmm. because so many of us still fear it we still have sex without pleasure we still feel bad about it we still play parts in sexual encounters mm -hmm. and so for me yes it demonetizes so much yes it doesn't get me brand deals yes I'm not family friendly but to me I'm like more people need to know that this feeling around sex can exist mm -hmm. and how awesome is that? And yeah. it's not everything. It's not my entire life, but like the, the amount of um, additive it has been to my life now that I'm so much more yeah. open about it. Like, right. You can't like, ever why go not, back. It, why not use that pleasure yes. and it exists? Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Good question. <laughs> I never thought about it or spoken about that. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay, so go so okay. plugging in now to, <laughs> to the audience questions. Okay. We want to start off hot. Wait, I wanna know how much you both talk about sex openly. Oh I yeah. have to drag it out of Maggie <laughs> in our group chat. So yeah. I know sometimes. Yeah, you do. I feel like I don't I feel like there's a part of my religious upbringing mm. that I had to unpack for so long because mm. it was very much like shameful. Oh. I don't know. I'm genuinely more of a shyer person too. Yeah. So like being comfortable with my own body has taken longer mm. than mm. I, I would say as like one of my close friends. It's or totally mm. not anybody's fucking business also. Yeah. It's like just because I'm like everyone should try this. It, yeah. I'm not being like that means you also have to talk about it. No, absolutely as not. As your friend, I'm like, I wish I knew more about your sex life. <laughs> <laughs> and like as I come to terms with it, like I hope that I can like openly talk about it more. But I feel like you and what you do is like so powerful because you give people like a sense of um, community when it mm. comes to talking about sex and like seeing that it's not 
that it's not precious. talked about yeah. enough, and too. it's not talked about enough. Yeah. It's like, important. and you're so confident about it. I think that's the other thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, no, so I feel like that gives can give other people confidence. It, I heard a quote yeah. from Euphoria from Maddie where she was like, "Life is like ninety percent confidence, and no one has any idea if you're faking it." Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh my god, that's, true. that's as long that's as you true. just like try your best, maybe yeah. you'll actually believe it one time." Yeah. But yeah. same with you, Matt. Like, I don't know anything about your sex life. Well, I feel like it's different being in part of the gay community too, because people talk about stuff a lot more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's right? very open. Like I don't talk about it that much publicly, mm-hmm. but you know, among friends and stuff, it's different. Yeah. Like if I asked you, know? you off camera, you would tell yeah. me things. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Off All camera. right. Well, we can pause because I'd like, <laughs> <laughs> I got questions. Not in the office, Kelsey. Okay. Oh yeah. Sorry. I forgot you work here. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. 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 So did you find just like, more comfort in having sex and like talking about sex with those friends from high school. Oh my God. I don't talk to anybody. I talked to like one girl that I dated in high school. Like Mm. we're still homies, but Mm -hmm. she also left Florida. So I feel like that's why we like both kind of got out. (laughs) But moving far away helps open your world up literally. Truly. But I think like there are, there are group chats and girlfriends and people in my life that I could talk, I could call and be like, can you come fish something out of my pussy? And they wouldn't (laughs) even think of it twice. Like they'd be like, absolutely. Like I've done that for friends. Yeah. I've like had to pluck ingrown hairs. I've had to take Benoit balls out of friends that were like way too far up there. And like, I'm just so glad I have that. Uh And I couldn't imagine not Mm. having those people in my life now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But not everyone wants to talk about it. Some people are like, Kelsey, not at the dinner table. Yeah. yeah. And those aren't dinners I want to go eat at. <laughs> but I try to tone it down because I know that not everyone is as comfortable talking about it. So uh-huh. do you guys talk about sex with your parents? No. No, absolutely not. I no. do. You do? Yeah. yeah. Right. I didn't even say this on the last episode, but yeah. Not not explicitly, really. Uh-huh. But I'll definitely include it in a story if it's important to the story. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and are they comfortable with it? Oh, my dad, no. I, I don't talk to my dad about it. He probably would be fine. Yeah. But um, but my mom is, she's like a cool mom. See, I think mm. that that also kind yeah. of in um, um, influences the oh, yeah. way you can also talk about it within community or publicly. Yeah. Cool, yeah. Is if yeah. your parents. And within your family. I can yeah. talk about it with siblings, like my, uh, my mm. sisters, but like for, and that took a while. Cause I, when we were younger, I was like, Oh my God, you're 14. I'm yeah. 17. Like, I don't want to hear about this. And this you is- have a queer sister too, which is like a completely different sexual experience. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So it was like, nice. I mean, yeah. she still like gets icked out when we used to talk about stuff, but like we, <laughs> we, we, like, we <laughs> like ebb and flow. We, we get icked and then we're like, okay, so tell me more. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but that's so important to have yeah. because the same thing with like people who can't openly talk about vaginal health. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what do you do? Yeah. Because those, my pussy busy. she always got something going on and i'm just like who the fuck would i talk to yeah and so i think that that comes from an upbringing too of like positively openly talking about like shouldn't be shameful yes exactly it's just as important as like i don't know your sinus health Your dental health. Your dental that's better. Yeah. Your sinus health. I go through a lot of sinus issues. So that's why that one came to mind. Oh (sighs) my god. Okay, so should we go to one of the first questions? Okay. These Um, are questions from 
our viewers mm. or listeners. Okay. So I'm just going to go out of order based on like where yeah. I think we should start And the start theme first. of these are just like, you Best. said it was the down and dirty episode. It's the down and dirty. Yeah. Cool. So nothing's off limits. Nitty no. dirty. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've Here never been shit on and I've I never mean, shat on anyone. So I'm just going to start there. I mean, not yet. Noted. Not yet. <laughs> I like that. Ad- Have Would you ever you... shat on anyone? No, I'm not doing that. I would probably throw even up. accidental. It's it's important up. to have no. boundaries. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know what? That's a good place to start. Okay. We're talking about like the kink community or entering yeah. the like sex positive movement. Mm-hmm. People always want to talk about dibs Status. or bids. However, you like to. Oh, because it's the same letter. Yeah, it's the same letter. <laughs> dibs or bibs. Yeah. So your boundaries. What are your absolute no's? And the thing is, is people will be like, "I'm down to try anything," and it's like, "Oh no, no, no! You don't understand." When we say boundaries you need to be able to say i don't want to get shit on i don't want to get pissed on or blood play or needle play or choking or consensual non-consent like you there you just know that the bound when you say i'll try anything like figure out what your boundaries are Mm -hmm. um there's fet life uh communities you can take quizzes to like discover different kinks and figure out like yes or no so like that's a big one then your status how do you even found out what your boundaries are if you didn't even know about like blood or Kink play. Exactly. That yeah. it exists. Where Baby do you go for play, resources? Animal play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then your status. So last test results and oh. your STI um, health. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's so much shame around that. You could do a whole episode about that. Mm-hmm. Um, desires is what would you like out of this sexual experience? And that's mm. just being able to, like, communicate your needs at, like, a high level part or, an, a like, I just want to have fun and make someone feel good. Or mm. right. I would like to specifically try this, this, and this, mm. and don't do this, this, and this. Yes. My intention for this is yes. to, it can be intention. very specific, but it can also just be to have, have fun, fun. Okay. to feel good. Yeah. yeah. Or it can be really specific. So desires, what do you want it out of this sexual experience? What's your personal intention? What are your boundaries and what's your sexual health? Is this when you're going to parties? You have to kind of go through this really quick. You're like, hello. This is something that um, I find in not only the kink communities, which is like sex parties, play parties, lifestyle parties, but also just now what I use any sexual encounter. Gotcha. And even like going as basic as like any dating encounter. If I'm going Mm. on a date, I like to be like, what are your boundaries within a relationship? What's your status? Like, Mm -hmm. what's your goal with this? Just because like more part of being a real, like an adult in having sex is mm. being able to communicate and talk. Mm. Period. Oh, wait, here we go. That's a big point. Yeah. I like that. Uh, does your chronic pain come in? Like, do you, is there an overlap of like, how do you deal with chronic pain? And Oh my God. Yes. So like, it's very interesting because I was writing about this when I was still working on the chronic pain book, but like a big part of, um, pain in the brain is breaking the cycle of either thought about the pain or um, the somatic experiencing of pain, Mm -hmm. which is like the actual feeling of it. And distraction is a really good one. And orgasm is a flood and rush of endorphins Mm. that produce good feelings. And so for some people, actually, sex is a really great distraction from pain. So you're actually going like, for me, it could be that my face hurts. Well, if you put the 
this sensation somewhere else down south. Yeah. I'm not really thinking about my face too much. Now, <laughs> to the opposite effect of yeah. that, sometimes I'll be feeling great, having no pain, and then an act, a sexual act, like let's say blowjobs, oh. for example, might trigger oh. pain, right? Just because you have kissing your jaw. Or, exactly. So mm. for me, then it's really, really crucial that I'm able to vocalize, yeah. hey, I love this mm -hmm. i'm having so much fun with you this has nothing to do with you uh -huh. but i'm experiencing yeah. chronic pain and just need a break or vocalize m what my needs might be in that moment and sometimes you don't really know you're like hey can we just pause can, we can just i be a pillow princess for a second can i be a pillow princess for a second? <laughs> you know maggie you get it yeah so yeah that's a great question and i feel like for a lot of people too like we don't talk about disability in sex but oh, yeah that's like a huge topic also in the kink community is like mm -hmm. everyone has needs mm -hmm. and however you need yeah. to get those needs met, whether it's like hiring sex workers or like, you know, uh, using grinder for quick hookups. Like I don't think we should um, take that part of the community out of like the sexual experience. I mm -hmm. think like everyone deserves to feel pleasure. Mm -hmm. um, well, a ton of questions. We got a ton of questions about hooking up with women for the first time. <gasps> you yes. have any tips? Favorite. Yeah. Oh my God. Anything to think about, anything that's different that might surprise people. Yeah. Okay. So oh. ready for an exclusive. I don't okay. know if I've mentioned this on any other podcast, but I, I just, uh, talked about how I was writing the chronic pain book and it was very hard and like very strugglesome for me. Okay. So I pivoted during my breakup to decide to make my next book actually a, uh, it's going to be called, I think the buy guide, which is like a guide oh, on cool. op opening up and coming into terms with your bisexuality. And so I got to write an entire chapter about the girl date. Wow. And like what is flirting with a woman like, and like doing that for the first time. Yeah. And I had to really be like, what, what is that? Right. Because I yeah. think what we fear is that we're flirting with someone who's straight. Mm. who will be you think you're flirting and then they're like oh my god no i was just trying to be friends with you you fucking weirdo get out of here like oh. that's at the root of the fear right uh -huh. right and so the rejection what, yeah, or the them rejection. not getting it at all and you're like hey i'm trying to flirt with you i'm not exactly. trying to be a friend exactly <laughs> and with women it's i think it's different with mm. men and maybe you can interject matt to say this but like with women i think we're inherently kinder and more open to other women because in mm. society, we know mm. that men can hurt us. We've been mm -hmm. conditioned to know that violence against women is a problem, mm -hmm. that we're not just going to really approach a man on the street with the same energy that we might approach a woman who is a stranger to us. Mm. So I think that also plays into they might not get if we're flirting or just being friendly. Yeah. And so what I discovered in writing this chapter was like, you're flirting with someone when it feels like you're flirting. And like, you mm. know, that feeling that I'm talking about where like there's butterflies in your tummy. You're like kind of making a sexual joke maybe here and there, mm -hmm. or like it's, it's an energy exchange mm -hmm. more than anything else. Gotcha. And so I say like, you're flirting with a woman. If like, you feel like you're flirting now, are they flirting back is the big old question. Right. And mm -hmm. it's the same thing. If you're talking to the grocery checkout guy and you give this little huh, huh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and they give one back, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, it's like, oh, we're flirting, right? Okay. You know that feeling. If so, you were to have an audience, people would be like, kiss. Yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And so I think that that moment is the same for women where it's like, mm. I will also kind of test out their like 
feelings where I'll compliment them on something, whether it's like, oh my God, you're such a thoughtful listener or like you have beautiful eyes or like, oh my God, that felt really good. Can you do that again? Like I'll kind of throw that out there to see if they, how they react. Mm. You're trying to judge their boundaries. Egg. Yeah. Look at you using bids or whatever the <laughs> fuck our acronym decides to be. <laughs> but yeah, and I think too that that's not to say also that you won't be flirting with someone who is straight who might realize in that moment they also like flirting yeah. with a girl. Like you yeah. might be that awakening for them. Mm -hmm. And so um, w while I wish there was one like overarching piece of advice to say like this is what you do, I would say that like flirting is flirting if it feels like flirting. Flirting is flirting if it feels like you're getting that same energy back. Mm. And then when it comes to like, let's say you're already on the date or like you're already past the point of like getting out with that person. I love to use this trick for like either the moment where I'm like, all right, we got to see if we're going to kiss. Like, are we kissing? <laughs> What's happening? Oh <laughs> I love to ask. So I like to say this oh simple phrase, should we kiss? Because <gasps> one, we? it sounds so silly, right? Yeah. Like they could take it as a joke and be like, oh my God, no, you're so silly. Like, uh, and I'm like, okay, cool. That wasn't it. <laughs> they could be like, should we kiss is it becomes about us. It's not, can I kiss you? Yeah. Will you kiss me? <laughs> it's like, should we? do this? Like, should we? And most importantly, you're asking for consent. So yeah. like, I love that phrase so much. And let me tell you, it's never not worked. Uh, wow. It's never not worked. Wow. Maybe with like you, Maggie. Because oh, like, we're like, Lauren, when I'm choking, like, <laughs> should we kiss right now? Um, but when I'm like sexually interested in someone, that's my favorite phrase. It's like, should we kiss? What if we kiss? I feel like you're also very direct. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's, that's like, the lesbian in me. Like I have introduced you to friends and stuff and you like straight up ask them. Yeah. Like, have you ever been with a girl? You're like, I've been meeting them for two seconds. And you're like. Oh, yeah. Because okay. I'm trying to find more bi people. Yeah. Like, I just, we're the silent majority, you know? Yeah. And I feel like there's so many more people that are bi that are just, like, afraid to talk about it. Or because they're already in a heterosexual relationship, they feel like it's not valid and blah, blah, blah. Right. So I like to know, you know, we all know <laughs> about that experimental college. Did you have one, Moogie? As experimental college? Yeah. No, I didn't. Do you have experimental high school? Um, no. What well, are you loving uh, about? Uh, 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 <laughs> in high school, I did kiss one of my girlfriends because we didn't know how to kiss boys. But I, I feel like that I was like it. completely like explorative. Platonic-y Platonic. kissing. Love that. Mm. Yeah. Now, did you ever hook up with any girls? Uh, Never like sex, just like made out. Ah, yeah. How was it? Not fun. It just felt know? different, Not right? Fun. Like yeah. it felt so less sparky than a yeah. guy, right? Yeah. It was like, why am I making myself do this? You mm. know? It's like painful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But see, you know. Yeah. And like for you, you're like, I have zero desire. No. But I've, like had, I've no. had intimate relationships with men where I'm like, oh, this is painful. This yeah. is awful. Yeah. Like, so it yeah. could be just like you're... Yeah. Maybe the right one. Or it's, you could just be straight. And that's cool too. Yeah. I hate that for you, but I could. <laughs> just kidding. I can't that journey for you. Brainy, have you ever had a phase or are you bi? I, What's your deal? I feel like it's like, oh, if you are supposed to be like totally straight, you must be like repressing. But I've never had a crush on a woman ever. Mm. But I feel like it's like kind of off brand for me. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Didn't I say that once? I was like, You're yeah, not, what are you talking about? I should about? be like, I swear I should be, but I've just like never, I'm like, 
I know. I feel like I'm you know? disappointing all my close I know. friends and family every time. I'm like, yeah. The best shirt I saw at Pride this <laughs> yeah. year was a, a rainbow shirt that's an unfortunately straight. And I was like, that is the energy. That's how I yeah. feel. That I, I think we need. But like, yeah. yeah. Or even just like, I go, th- I hate saying phase because that's by erasure. But like mm-hmm. sometimes I go through periods of time where I am, I feel more heterosexual or like mm. i feel more homo and like i just it it it's like it's the phases of the moons it's all a spectrum and i sh- you should feel free to slide as left or right or center yeah. as one wants and you know sometimes you don't, you don't have to know prove yourself you to anyone yeah you don't mm-hmm. you know and i think especially in the queer community it's it can still be dangerous to like yeah. have to prove mm-hmm. anything so it's like you do you got to do you boo mm-hmm. you got to do you and what feels good yeah Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a question from actually somebody in the office <gasps> oh my gosh. submitted to my audience question. Oh. Um, so Desiree was it's asking. Zach. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Desiree. Zach would like to know. Zach would like to know. Where Zach is, is wondering. the clitoris? <laughs> I am the clitoris. <laughs> well, actually, it's very similar. So how do I sexily tell someone that's not the spot? Oh, oh. good question, Desiree. Uh, Wait, I want to hear y'all. Yeah. I want to Sexily y'all. tell someone? Uh, Matt. <laughs> I feel like I feel like there's Guys not a like a spot. Sex. I feel like there's not a sexy way. Like I feel like there's not a sexy. I feel like you just way. have to. You just have to say, like mm, you know, give like the direction. Sexy. Yeah. <laughs> the communication. Yeah, just like tell the yeah. direction or what yeah. you need. I feel like you can't just be like. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, there's. I feel like I'm an escape room. It's like different things. Like <laughs> every day, it's like beep boop boop. Not this time. Once you use this <laughs> key, that's it. You're done with it. Nope. <laughs> that's so funny. Your pussy yeah. is an escape room. Yeah. Um, I think there's You're like trapped. this. I love the direct, clear yeah. communication mm-hmm. that Matt suggested. Yeah. Which I you don't want to waste time. You know. Because you don't want to waste time. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I find that to be a lot easier with someone that I'm comfortable with. And it can ruin the experience too if it's. Not it, good for a longer time. Yeah. yeah. And so the best advice I ever got, and I've said this a million times before, is to stop faking orgasms. And I think it's the same thing as like oh, stop faking pleasure. Because yeah. if it doesn't feel good, mm-hmm. why are we, this is just doing a disservice for both or yeah. more, all of us. <laughs> and I think there's also something sexy in like using your hands to yeah. do it. Oh, okay. Like sometimes mm. I'll be getting it. And like, also the pussy is not what we think it is, guys. We think that there's like a clit Mm-hmm. a vagina and the clit is where it feels good and the vagina is where it feels good mm-hmm. y'all your clitoris is like in the shape of a fucking wishbone mm-hmm. it goes down the the vulva mm. which is the outside it goes sometimes into the upper thighs like feeling and sensation is everywhere and some of us have more labia than others and so the sensation can kind of like move around and like that totally can happen while someone's experiencing pleasure down there so for me sometimes it's whether i kind of take my hand and move their hand to the right area or i'll stay like a little to the left or there's nothing funnier than when someone's like fingering your thigh Mm. and you're like that's not even that's not even the whole (laughs) but like go off (laughs) so like redirection in a sexy way you don't even have to say anything in that moment you can kind of you just move it you You just just move move their hand yeah Yeah. and what what you'll realize too is that some people learn these things Mm. from being in relationships and Mm. so their vagina or vulva might be completely different from yours Mm -hmm. Uh and so they just use that same tactic because it made this one person feel good right and so i think Mm. like to matt's point sometime the outright like 
I don't get off on clitoral stimulation mm. is as easy as just saying that or being like, I'm more of a penetrative mm. inside kind of girly mm -hmm. um, or person. Um, but yeah, I think there's like a subtle, sexy way to do it with your own hands because then they get the visual. Right. But also sometimes if just a little to the left is all you need. Mm -hmm. And when you whisper it, it makes it more sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you use that voice exclusively. No, I like to use a British Cockney voice. <laughs> a little to the left, eh, mate? Could you imagine? <laughs> yes, I can. You're like, oh, my kid and I have. He's a 10, but he yells at me in Cockney accent when he comes. Yes. So good. This is one that's kind of related to that. Mm. Audience question. I'm so worried about not pleasing my girlfriend that I'm not in the moment. Mm. Any tips? That. I feel like if you think too much, bad things happen. Mm -hmm. That that goes so much deeper than just a sexual experience. That goes into who we are as people, yeah. as people people pleasers. Mm -hmm. That also goes into the way you learned about what sex is. Is it a shared experience mm -hmm. or is it you achieving something? Mm -hmm. I think we all put way too much pressure on orgasm. Right. That is not the goal mm. of sex. Mm -hmm. Sex is supposed to feel good and be fun mm -hmm. and silly and mm. passionate and crazy right. and whatever you want it to be. But it's, there's no end goal. Right. Even though we've been literally conditioned and watching to believe that. So I think going a lot, no pun intended, deeper into like, where does that come from? Mm -hmm. Is it, fear of them leaving you being like you're bad at eating pussy bye you know <laughs> or is it yeah i'm just fearful that i won't get the chance to do this again i'm fearful that they're not telling me if it's good enough so mm. i love 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 to do check-ins i love to do with consistent partners sexual check-ins like mm. kind of like i'll make it a joke you're like rate one to ten literally i'll be like so if i was uber what are you giving that ride <laughs> like how was I think you initiating the question will mm -hmm. make them feel so much safer to give feedback mm -hmm. and framing it as like a yes. And mm -hmm. I think we need to get rid of the word like, but in a sentence, right? Like that felt really good, but I would like it more. Cause then that makes the other person feel like, Oh God, you just like negated mm -hmm. that. You like buttered me up to give me yes. criticism. Yes. You're giving me a compliment sandwich, which is really just like feedback in between two compliments. Mm -hmm. So I think it's like, Yes, that felt mm -hmm. really good. And I would love it. I loved it when you did this, that, and the other. Or um, I loved, yeah. Or like, yeah, that was um, that was a disaster we just had. And I think next time we're going to do better because this is what <laughs> we're going to do. Like, mm -hmm. it just gives it more room for a positive conversation around sex. But like sex check-ins, oh, more often. Mm -hmm. Yes, please. Do you guys ever do that? Do you guys do like sex check-ins? Or is it's like not sense? as formalized. <laughs> yeah, you know? I wouldn't say yeah. not like formalized. if I'm Uber. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of do it in the moment. Yeah. Or yeah, Rainy, you ever do a sex check-in? So I'm 26. Congrats. Thank you. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> and Woo! I feel like in the last few years, I've been sort of like uh, men are sort of like just flop era. Yeah. Just flop. So I feel like most of the people I hooked up with were like 24 and under. Ooh, that's a specific type. I think it's just, you know, especially at that age, you're like, oh, I want to be just like naturally really good. And it's a skill mm -hmm. kind of in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense that you wouldn't be. But because um, it yeah. can kill the ego if right. if mm -hmm. feedback is not received right. well or given well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then there's also times 
I will say when egos need to be a little killed because mm-hmm. like I recently <laughs> went on a tear of 27 year olds, like could not stop fucking 27 year olds. Oh, they I just, love every single one was a 20. I was like, how does this keep happening to me? And one of them <laughs> said when we were doing like our sex check in before sex, actually, because mm-hmm. I was like, what kind of experience are we having? What are yeah. your dibs? Um, I said, he said, I don't like to eat girls out. And I went totally valid. Like where'd that come from? And he said, well, I've just had really traumatic experiences. And he kind of said it as a joke, like, oh, they're just so dry. And I was like, what? And he said, well, the first time, uh, it smelled. Oh. And the second time, uh, the girl had some toilet paper in her labia. And I looked at him and I said, grow the fuck up. Yeah. Toilet paper is traumatizing? You're fucking, that's why you don't eat pussy, my guy? Are you kidding me? So I really gave him some salty feedback because yeah. I just felt like if you can't be around the smell of a pussy, you yeah. don't deserve to be around a pussy because pussies <laughs> smell. That's like genuinely what they are mm-hmm. and do. <laughs> and if you couldn't in that moment, like ask the person to just go wipe down, which speaking of that goes to my story about eating ass that I told you to remind me of next time. <laughs> Um, if you don't just go wipe it down and can't communicate that and instead now you're going to punish yourself and every other vulva that you hook up with mm-hmm. by not doing that. Mm-hmm. Like it's fine if it's just a preference. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to. Right. Totally get it. But like I had to check that a little bit. Oh yeah. There's one actually similar. It was my boyfriend doesn't like to kiss me after he comes in my mouth. Because <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> like the taste. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Really? You don't like the taste of your cum? Interesting. You just fucking came in my mouth. See that? Okay, this is this. What would you tell that person? <laughs> I'd be like, I'm next time. I'm gonna make you eat your own cup just to know what we have to do. See, okay, so this goes back to like, is it a preference or are you really grossed out by your own cum? Yeah. Because if you are, we got to do it. We gotta, we gotta unpack that baby. We yeah. gotta ask you to explore a little bit more. Right. Have you ever tasted your own cum? Everyone has. Yeah. yeah. You ever taste your outcome? No. Okay. I forgot. Sorry, Maggie. We were going to go. Uh, that person. Right? You ever taste your outcome? I didn't even know girls could come. Like, good yeah. girls could. There was an excretion. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Oh, yeah. Rainy. Girls come. <laughs> Vaginas come. Girls come. I didn't know that. Yeah. Can you just explain, like, what women coming is? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. So (laughs) it's. I think the, like, most unfair thing about having a dick is that it's so visible. Like, Mm -hmm. are you horny? Is your dick hard? It's something Mm -hmm. you can see. Like, someone could be horny and be soft. And people are like, what? What did I? What's wrong with me? Like, Mm -hmm. am I not enough? Am I not hard enough? Blah, 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 blah. But with vulva owners, we have the luxury, I do believe, of, like, it being more personalized. So it's a lot mm. like everything's happening a lot more internally than we can see. Mm-hmm. So no, it's not the same explosion that you see with yeah. semen. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the wetness we feel and like a lot of times it's like st- a little sticky, like the secretion is a little bit more tacky mm-hmm. than um, the uh, regular like wetness someone might feel. But like, when you orgasm, there's absolutely a different texture and viscosity and texture to the fluids coming out of you. And then I know everyone's going to ask about squirting, but like, here's what <laughs> I always, that. <laughs> here's what I always say is like, 
squirting is real. And people are always like, it's pee. They've done tests about it. And it's like, well, yeah, but on that person might have been more urine. And like mm. on this person, like penis owners come and pee out of the same hole. So like sometimes semen has pee mixed into it. Like mm-hmm. you, you know what I'm talking about? Have you yeah. been with semen that like sometimes it's a little yellow before it comes out or the texture can be more thick or more oh, no. slimy? <laughs> I never like thought about it. They come from like different yeah. uh, places in yeah. the penis. I thought it was just based on like diet and that like too. Hydration. Totally different factors. Yeah. Know. And so what they're noticing with like female ejaculation is that it is sometimes a mixture of urine and secretion from the vagina, but sometimes it is like fully vaginal fluid, which is different from your urethral bladder fluids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, next time you come, I know. Feel feel it. Feel it a little bit more. Like you can yeah. almost like rub between your fingers and like go like this, and it's like. And I know it uh, more stringy. I know it depends on like where you are in your menstrual cycle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you get more. Not to be confused with discharge. Right. Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> you don't even orgasm, and you'll get that like kind of sticky. Right. Bodily fluids are a part of sexual interaction, unless you're doing like sterile nurse play or something like. <laughs> That's going to happen, you know? And so, Uh, you know, I think there is, again, I think it just also comes with age and experience of like get over it Mm -hmm. and accept that there's going to be queefs. There's sometimes going to be poo accidentally if you're doing butt stuff and bodily fluids are going to happen. And I personally... If it was just a, you have a thing about germs, I can respect that. But if it's like, Mm. you don't like the taste of it, then why are you coming in other people's mouths? Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. That kind of goes into like some weird dominance. Yeah. 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 What'd you do with that person? Oh no, that was just an audience question. (gasps) Oh, okay. I was like, I was like, like, can I talk to him? (laughs) Can I talk just for a second? Can we dial him up right now, please? Yeah, and like, up. listen, if this, if your cum is really, really bad as a guy, sometimes that can indicate health problems or I'm poor done. diet yeah. or like you got to quit smoking and, and like, listen, Truth. sometimes it's a health thing. Yeah. So if you don't even want to eat your own cum, bitch, neither do I. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm fucking selfish. <laughs> I'm being a little mean, but like, maybe that's just me. I am a little mean. Okay, so for all three of you, there's a question. What does um, sexual attraction feel like from a potential asexual person? Hmm. Well, hmm. for me, it's it's a feeling in my loins, in yeah. my underbelly, in my garments. It's <laughs> yeah, it's a full body experience. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Literally. Like, you know, yeah. you get yeah. your, your nips get a little pinchy. <laughs> your tummy does a little flippy floppity. Yeah. Um, a rush of blood, a rush, an engorgement, some yes. might say. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a moistening, Ooh, a, a wetness, a drippity drip drop. <laughs> oh boy, um, a hardness for some. Mm-hmm. Um, a shortness of breath. I mean, I feel like that encapsulates it, but I feel like it's also kind of like mental. Mm. You become like mentally stimulated too. It's not just like physical. Mm. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. If you have never read "Come as You Are." Oh. Or she comes first. Mm-hmm. Those books talk so much about the mental part of sex right. being more important than the actual physical mm-hmm. response. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. physical response does not equal desire. Mm-hmm. No. You can be wet and not horny. Oh. You can yeah. mm-hmm. be experiencing something 
terrible and mm. your body will still orgasm. Mm. Like the body does what the body does and the mind is unfortunately so separate from sex that we've been taught. So to be able to combine both of those can be mm. a huge block for people for sure. Mm. That's such a good point. Traction is in the mind. Yeah. Is it like a narrative sort of? Like when you say it's in the mind, you're like, oh, I'm like, I like in thinking about this person or is it like? I feel like, do you guys play mm. this in your head? Like I can, I know within two minutes of talking to someone, if I want to have sex with them. And what I picture <laughs> is like that moment of passion right before sex mm. where it's like mm. the making out, like the sort of mm. falling on the bed or like mm. the being pushed up against a wall or like the kiss in the car. Like I visually see You're that trying to moment. make your playbook. Before it happens, not even the future. Just, that's what plays in my head mm. when I'm getting like mm-hmm. horny for someone, mm-hmm. right? Like I'll see mm-hmm. their features. I'll be like, they have really good lips, or like my. I would love to put yeah. my hands through their hair, or like around their neck. Mm-hmm. And this is within like five mi- minutes of meeting this person. Yes. Wow. If I'm sexually attracted to them, right? That's, I'm not doing yeah, it with that's everyone. That's a fast fantasy track. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about when you're getting horned up? Well, I feel like it's. It's like for the mental stimulation, it's like you're thinking about that person or Aww. like the parts of that person. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like the physical parts? Yeah. Or, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like that good day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all different parts. Yeah. What about for you? I have a boring answer. I was like, I have to be like emotionally attached to someone. That's not boring. That's demisexual and that's very yeah. sweet. Oh, thank you. That's thank very you. sweet. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very valid. Uh-huh. And hot, uh-huh. arguably hotter than like just physical attraction sometimes. Yeah, but I've like talked to cl- close friends and I was like, do you have to feel? And they're like, no. And then I like learned about demisexuality. I was like, oh, there you go. Yeah, and that's amazing. Yeah. And like how special to feel connection. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rainy, what about you? I think I have like a little storybook in my uh-huh. head. Yeah. And then we met at this party that doesn't exist. And then. Are <laughs> <laughs> you planning your life? Full fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Planning your life. Is it a picture? Yeah. Do yeah, you say a picture book? book? <laughs> okay. Yo, and like, but then the, that's this thing is like that can the get ruined. So oh, like if, that if is they're a really, bad kisser. Uh, you could be her. fantasizing all night about this person. And then when it finally happens, you're like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it turns into a nightmare. <laughs> you yeah. turn Australian and they turn into a nightmare. <laughs> oh, no. What's the best sex advice you've ever gotten? Stop faking orgasms. Okay. Yeah. Uh. It doesn't help anybody. And there's a difference between like just needing to wrap it up and say. You're just like, I got to go. Yeah. Bye. Like, hey, it's okay with, like, get used to saying, hey, I'm not going to come this time. Yeah. Like, hey, it's nothing to do with you. Like, figure Every out a way. Every day is a different day. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm, f- this feels so good. I'm having so much fun. And I keep wanting to going, keep going. I'm just not going to come this time. Mm-hmm. Or like, hey, I came earlier. You already made me come. You don't need to. Yeah, communication is so fucking sexy. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn how to take my ego out of that. Mm. Like if I was hooking up with someone, especially a woman, because I'm like, women know each other's bodies so much better than men. <laughs> and if a girl was like, hey, I'm not going to come, I would be like, <gasps> what did I do wrong? What? Is it me? Is it me? And instead I went, think about how much courage that must have had to take them to even vocalize that. Mm-hmm. And then I instantly put myself in their shoes going like, I know exactly what it feels like to be having fun and hooking up with someone and just not, I know I'm not going to orgasm for X, Y, Z reason, or I'm frustrated that I can't come. And so then it becomes, I go internal and I'm not present. And it's like, breathing is your best friend. Tantra is your best friend. Coming back into the moment is your best friend. 
and all like take the seriousness and the ego out of sex Mm -hmm. because it's not always your fault. It's not always something you're doing. It could be the other person. We never know their story. But like if you can not take anything personally, unless you're obviously being directly given a specific set of (laughs) words, Mm -hmm. like don't come in my mouth if you don't like the taste. Um, (laughs) I think everyone would be having better sex. Mm. Do you have a, any sex toy recommendations? <gasps> any plugs? Toys. Oh my God, what, what not? Recently I got into this thing that looks like a stingray. Like it's flat silicone Whoa, and it has kind of like this. Crazy. I was like, where's that going? Yeah, it kind of is like a raised <laughs> hump in the center. It's kind of like the size of a small pan that you cook an egg in, you know? Oh, okay. And wow. it's like silicone flap and then the middle is sort of raised and it turns Suction on, it cup. vibrates. Whoa. <laughs> it's a suction cup. <laughs> no, it's not one of those cleaner fish. Um, a bottom it vibrates, and what it's meant to be used for is you put it um, inside when you're wearing a strap on inside the part that goes oh, up I against see. you. So yeah, like yeah. you also get pleasure, yeah. and it vibrates out mm. onto all of those parts that the clitoris also it, it runs through. So like your thighs and like the front and the back of your vagina, vulva. Um, so that one's been really fun. Um, so my favorite brands to, uh, work or like, um, use are, um, I like Adam and Eve is a really fun one. Um, what's the one that we always do brand deals with Balesa. They do really, they're really inclusive and like. So you say you're not brand deal friendly. There you go. Oh yeah, well, that one works <laughs> yeah. really well. There you go. Uh, yeah, but is really great. Um, the really expensive one, but it's more like quality over quantity because mm. you don't, mm. you don't want to cheap out on sex toys. Uh-huh. The vibration is not as good. Uh-huh. The batteries don't last as long. Like when I would say when you're picking out a sex toy, expect to at least spend a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. If you want mechanics involved, if you just want a good old dildo, any anyone will do. Shit, the he- end of a hairbrush, anyone. yeah, like anyone whatever. Um, but if you want something that has mechanics involved to it, expect for a quality, good feeling, thoughtful design made by Volvo owners for Volvo owners. You'll be spending at least a hundred dollars. Mm. Um, Matt, you okay? So Maggie and Kelsey both kind of talked about their or like how your guys' relationship with sex changed how has yours in the last like 20 years last 20 years oh my gosh I'm not that old really. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> the last 10 <laughs> no i mean i don't know i feel like once i kind of came out as gay and started expressing that part of my life it's mm-hmm. been kind of the same wow it's so good now like why do i need to rock and find something else it, you know if it's already going well it's like you know if you're already happy you're already feeling fulfilled by things then why do you need to start looking somewhere else for other stuff that's the best way to describe like all of this exploration is like if you're happy and fulfilled fucking don't listen to jack shit what i say Mm -hmm. take what (laughs) serves you and leave what doesn't is like my favorite phrase Mm -hmm. like if you have that little voice in the back of your mind is always wondering or if you have that shame voice that's like yelling at you about something it's like there's probably something to be unpacked Mm -hmm. and don't ignore that because how Mm -hmm. beautiful can it be? Like there's so much potential, but you're so right. If like you're happy and fulfilled Mm -hmm. and like your type of sex works for you. Yeah. Oh my God. God bless. I also feel like there's different time commitments Mm. required for certain things. Oh yeah. So especially like when you're 
like trying to build stuff or you like you're really working your career, it's it would be a lot harder to sex explore. Right. Or oh like in your yeah. 20s when you're like younger, you have like a lot freer. of energy, you're like freer, you don't have as your many Your body's more functioning. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you don't get as hungover. Yeah. All this stuff, you have more time to do that that type of stuff and more like mental space to do that. It can feel like a job. Right? Do you have any tips to increase your sex drive? Do you ever go through ruts of low sex drive and how do you get out of it? That is like one of the most common questions mm-hmm. I get asked on my podcast too. Mm-hmm. And it's, it all goes back to the thing we were talking about with being able to connect and understand that the mind and body are absolutely connected. And we've been told to keep them completely separate, right. especially mm-hmm. with sex. It's mm-hmm. like, this is the way a vagina is supposed to work. This is the way a dick's supposed to work. Mm-hmm. And this is supposed to be the outcome. Yeah. Wham, bam, <laughs> thank you, ma'am. And it's like, yeah. We have got to start from zero, especially if we grew up in a religious household, if we grew up in a shame-based sexual experience, starting back from ground zero and just being like, what do I like? Mm-hmm. What feels good to me? Knowing just that basics about yourself is so crucial in experiencing partner sex. Now, once you even just have the basics, you have to also understand that Everything that is going on up here in your mind oh, yeah. is going to translate into your body, whether it be the body keeps score with chronic pain or holding trauma or something as simple as being stress stressed and not being able to hormone related, hormone related, mm-hmm. diet related. Yeah. Like, they, of course, there are ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. Every single person will have sexual ebbs and flows in their libidos. Right. Mm-hmm. They are finding that. Uh, women need more sleep than men, like statistically, Mm. scientifically speaking, and that they're saying even an hour extra of sleep will help your libido function more. You're more likely to have a functioning libido if you are well-rested, essentially. Mm. So like going back to your fucking basics of, Mm -hmm. am I getting enough sleep recently? Am I eating well? Am I exercise or am I sweating and having movement in my life? Exercise is such a word. But like going back to the fucking basic fundamentals and then Mm -hmm. being like, oh yeah, no wonder I can't come. I can't fucking think of anything else right now. When you're going through relationship trials and tribulations or stagnation in a relationship, there's this thing called NRE, new relationship energy. That's like the number one reason why people cheat is because they want to feel something again. It's like, Mm. oh, I just feel like my sex is getting so monotonous, blah, blah, blah. That's why I'm such a proponent for open relationships, but we don't have enough time for that. (laughs) (laughs) But like there are so many fucking things Mm -hmm. that are connected to Mm -hmm. libido that are factors that we don't talk about in health, in sexual health mm-hmm. at doctors. They, they'll always ask the women, oh, well, have you had a glass of wine before fucking? Rather than like no. d- literally anything else. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I get the intention behind it. It's like what else is going on in life? Because sex is so important for so many people. And so when something, when a wrench gets thrown in that cycle, mm-hmm. our whole world could fall apart. Mm-hmm. I talked about on my podcast mm-hmm. um, a time recently where it was taking me, and I think I even messaged you and Lauren about it. Mm-hmm. It was taking me 45 minutes to orgasm during masturbation. Wow. And I wanted to die. Aww. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. I like I know myself. I know my body. Like what the I was so fucked up about it. I asked my gyno about it. Mm. I talked to my therapist about it. And like I even went to um um Slaw meetings, which is Sex Love Addicts Anonymous meetings, because I was like, am I just like addicted? Like, have I just become desensitized to it? Mm. And like, I wish there was one answer as to how it went 
back to my regular functioning self, but like there, maybe you were, did you think you, maybe you were spiraling about it? Self spiraling. Then once I was in it, but you know what? It was like a seasonal thing. Yeah. I, something else in life happened and I forgot about it a little bit. I went a little bit longer without having sex for, uh, or self sex, solo sex, like things just rebalanced. And Mm -hmm. I think it only becomes a problem when it's becoming disruptive to like your functioning or -hmm. your relationship. So that's when I would say seek, medical advice, professional advice mm-hmm. <laughs> from someone who's not me. Um, but other than that, like flow, ebb and flow of sexual like desire is so fucking normal mm-hmm. and like normalize that and stop asking people how many times they fuck a week because you're not them. They're not you. Exactly. <laughs> and we're all Dif- lying about it anyways. Yeah. It's not gonna be the same every week. Different strokes for different folks. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the glass of wine, and actually, a, a few times we got a question: How did did your relationship with sex change when you got sober? <laughs> oh, how was having sex sober oh, for the yeah. first time? Yes. Oh my god! I didn't realize how I was having sex without intention my entire life until I stopped drinking. Like I had no self awareness. Like I would drink to have sex so that mm. like I because I thought that's how I could have fun sex I thought that's how I could actually get to where I needed to be in the bedroom I did not realize that I was band-aiding over like mm. everything yeah. Yeah. using alcohol like yes did it maybe make it easier to talk to someone and eventually does it take the nerves away to kiss someone a little bit sure but do you know what the fucking real experiences is figuring go the only way out is through Mm. being sober (laughs) and figuring that out about Mm -hmm. myself was like the most mind blowing confidence boost. The first time I had sex sober, holy fuck. Like I had never had sex with someone for the first time sober until I was in my thirties. Every Mm. single time I had sex with someone for the first time I was drunk. Mm or had booze in my system and going back to just like setting intentions and like getting through that scariness, that nervousness and like fully realizing your actual power and confidence and desires and wants and boundaries and needs. Everything about sex changed. Everything about pleasure changed. I mean, everything in life changed when I quit drinking, but like challenging others to try it and like, figure out what do we use it for? Are we using it as like a coping mechanism? Are we using it as an inhibitor? Are we using Mm -hmm. it? What are we using it for? Mm -hmm. Like I would challenge everybody to examine their relationship with alcohol and sex because our culture again is just like so convoluted Mm -hmm. ass backwards about that, that Mm -hmm. like we could all do ourselves a favor by just going like, oh yeah, how do I use this in my sexual life? You know, like I I go to sex parties all the time and there's booze there Mm -hmm. and it's hardly touched. Like maybe from first timers or people that are kind of like walking around socializing, but like it's a community that really knows how to be like, this is what I do and don't want. This is what I'm experiencing. And Mm -hmm. like if maybe someone's drinking, it's like to get over the social nerves of it all, Mm -hmm. but not really like people that are there who are experienced with like play and pleasure. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, it's really fascinating stuff. Matt, do you want to close it out? 
Yeah. That wasn't oh nearly as dirty as I thought, so I'm, I'm ah. happy. No, you kept it clean. <laughs> yeah, I kept it pretty light. <laughs> Scrubbed. Yeah. Pretty, <laughs> pretty clean. Yes. Sparkling. Yeah, sparkling. Sparkling. Well, Juicy. thank you so much for sitting with us today, Kelsey, our sex expert, self-proclaimed <laughs> sex expert. We're so glad you came to answer all the questions that we couldn't. I'm mm-hmm. so sorry I talked so long, but I could talk about this forever. Thank you for having me. I we love you when you come and sit with us. We love listening to you. Yeah. Uh, thank you for being here. Love we, you guys. I love you. Um, but you guys, don't forget to wash your hands, pee after sex, uh, be nice to people, be nice to yourselves, which True. is an addition from you. Um, is there anything else? Get vaccinated. <gasps> Good one. Use your mask. Um, and we will see you next week Whee! for more episodes, more sexy episodes. Uh, until next time, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.